TED Audio Collective. Hey, TED listeners, it's Dr. Shoshana. Ever belted out a karaoke song, totally convinced that you're a star in the making, only to be met with raised eyebrows from your friends? This is precisely the fun and thought-provoking scenario that experimental psychologist Robin Kramer explores in his work on metacognition. That's the concept of thinking about thinking. In his 2022 TEDx Brayford Pool Talk, Robin asks us to consider how good are we at judging our own talents, whether it's believing we're master chefs or expert drivers. Kramer's talk is a delightful mix of humor and insight, exploring the often comical gap between our self-perception and reality. This show is brought to you by Schwab. You're here because you like to keep a pulse on fitness trends. Well, now you can invest in what's trending in active lifestyle, healthy eating, wearable tech, and more with Schwab Investing Themes. It's an easy way to invest in ideas that you believe in. Schwab's research process uncovers emerging trends. Then their technology curates relevant stocks into themes. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy all the stocks in a theme as is or customize to better fit your investing goals. All in a few clicks. Schwab Investing Themes is not intended to be investment advice or a recommendation of any stock or investment strategy. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The best place to see stars is at home with Prime Video. Get everything included with Prime, like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, starring Donald Glover and Maya Erskine. Rent or buy hits like Mean Girls, starring Renee Rapp. Or add-on channels like Max for the HBO original Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David. You've never seen so many stars in one place. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership not required to rent or buy. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. I don't mean to brag, but there are lots of things that I'm pretty average at. From playing table tennis cooking risotto, finding countries on a map, just to name a few. Now, in our everyday lives, we're not typically assessed on our skills and abilities, so we're forced to rely on our own judgments. I may think I'm pretty decent with Italian cuisine, but how accurate is my assessment? Now, what we're talking about here is metacognition, our insight into our own thought processes. If I have good metacognitive insight, then how good I think I am at a particular task should line up pretty well with how good I actually am. Of course, in the real world, this is often not the case. And indeed, we probably all know someone who thinks they're great at navigating maps, when in fact the reality 
is often the opposite. Not to name any names, of course, but still, perhaps you think this applies to other people and that you yourself wouldn't make this sort of mistake. So let's try a quick experiment. I want you to think about how you would rate yourself in terms of your driving ability. Would you rate yourself as below average, average, or perhaps even above average? So most people rate themselves as above average, which of course is mathematically impossible and something that we call the better than average effect. This is just one of a number of cognitive biases that we see when people judge their own abilities. Today, I'm gonna to focus on a related bias, the Dunning-Kruger effect. So back in 1999, two psychologists at Cornell University, Dunning and Kruger, described the mistakes people make when estimating their own abilities. So if we take a sample of people and we divide them into four groups based on their scores on a test and order those groups from lowest to highest. Now the Dunning-Kruger effect describes how the weakest performers significantly overestimate their performance. The explanation for this, according to Dunning and Kruger, is that insight and ability rely on the same thing. So if I'm poor at a task, I also lack the metacognitive insight to accurately assess my ability. Now this pattern's been seen again and again across a number of domains from driving skill to exam taking, even chess playing. However, in recent years, a number of criticisms have been leveled at this approach, and we now have reason to believe that this pattern results is virtually unavoidable. One reason for this is the statistical effect, regression to the mean. Now, this is something that comes about when we have two measures that are related, but not perfectly so. So imagine we have a sample of people and we measure their heights and their weights. Now, height and weight are related. Tall people are typically heavier, but the relationship is far from perfect. So unlike the shortest people in red, won't all be the lightest people. Some of them will be overweight or particularly muscular, for example. Similarly, the top end, the tallest people in blue, won't all be the heaviest people. Some of them will be underweight and so on. Now, as a result, on average, the shortest people will rank higher for weight than they do for height, and the tallest people will rank lower for weight than they do for height. Now, some people might put forward a spurious explanation for why short people are relatively overweight or tall people relatively underweight, when in fact, no explanation is needed. Perhaps more compelling a reason to doubt the Dunning-Kruger effect is that we can produce the same pattern in our data when our data is entirely meaningless. So if we collect people's test scores along with their self-estimates of those scores, but then we shuffle those self-estimates and then analyze as before, then we still find that same pattern in the data. Of course, any effect that we can find with shuffled or randomized data is one that we should surely be suspicious of. So given these and other issues with the Dunning-Kruger approach, I was saddened and disappointed and frankly a little annoyed to discover that the same approach was now being applied in my field of expertise, which is face matching. Now this is a task where we're shown two images of faces or an image in a live person and we're asked to decide whether they show the same person or two different people. Now we've all stood in line at passport control, anxiously awaiting the passport officer's decision as to whether our ID photos look sufficiently like us or not. Now we know this task is particularly difficult when the images show identities that we're unfamiliar with. This is because it's hard to take into account the changes that can happen to the face across time 
as well as over different situations, so changes in facial expression or lighting, for instance. And we know this task is difficult for passport officers as well, and they also make mistakes. So this is why I thought it would be particularly interesting to look at the relationship between insight and ability in this important security context. So given the issues we've described already, we're looking at overall scores and people's self-estimates. I instead decided to focus on individual decision-making. So over a series of experiments, I asked people to look at pairs of images and decide whether they were a match or a mismatch. But I also asked people to provide a rating of confidence in each decision. Now, good metacognitive insight would be reflected in people being much more confident in decisions that turned out to be correct and much less confident in decisions that turned out to be incorrect. Now, I think this pattern is particularly fascinating, but also fairly intuitive. The best performers on the test were much more confident in their correct responses in comparison with their incorrect ones. So it showed good metacognitive insight. The weakest performers, on the other hand, were no different in their confidence for the correct and incorrect responses. And so they showed poor metacognitive insight. So what might be going on with these weak performers? Now, it could be the case that they have some sense they tend to perform poorly on tests in general, and so they're just less confident overall in their responses. However, I didn't find that pattern of lower confidence in my data, at least with individual decision-making. Instead, it's more likely that they were more confident in their correct responses in comparison with their incorrect ones, but this was simply unrelated to their accuracy on each trial because they had poor insight. So how does this all fit in with the Dunning-Kruger effect? So Dunning and Kruger argued that the weakest performers showed the least amount of insight and they overestimated their performance. And that implied that they had greater confidence. Now, we didn't see that here in our data. The weakest performers didn't seem to be overly confident. However, the Dunning-Kruger effect also describes how insight depends on ability. And so the weakest performers showed the least amount of insight, overestimating their performance in their case. The weakest performers do seem to show the least amount of insight. They couldn't differentiate between their correct and incorrect responses. So insight does appear to depend on ability, but not in the way that Dunning and Kruger originally thought. So if there are two things I'd like you to remember from this talk, and take home, think about afterwards, they are, first, more broadly, Science is always updating. Research comes along, new evidence that may contradict or even disprove previous work. In this case, the Dunning-Kruger effect may well not be a thing, despite the fact that it's so prevalent in popular culture. Second, insight depends on ability. For the weakest performers, there's no difference between their confidence for correct and incorrect responses. They have poor insight, they can't tell the difference. For strong performers, when they're giving a correct answer, they're much more confident. Of course, the inverse isn't always true. Being more confident doesn't mean that you're right. You might be wrong and simply have poor insight. So in our everyday lives, you should think about who it is that you ask the opinions of. If someone is an expert in their field, then if they're more confident, they're probably right. But if they're unsure, this is also informative and tells us something useful. It's much more sensible to find someone that we know is knowledgeable in an area rather than someone who's simply confident in their opinion because confidence is easily misplaced. And finally, for those of you who are still wondering how good my risotto actually is, 
That may have to wait for a future talk. Thank you. That's it for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you have feedback on the episode, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at ShoshanaMD. TED Health is part of the TED Audio Collective. This episode was produced by me, Shoshana Ungerleiter, and by Costanza Gallardo, edited by Alejandra Salazar, and fact-checked by Vanessa Garcia Woodworth. Special thanks to Maria Lajas, Farah Grunge, David Biello, Daniela Balareso, and Michelle Quint. I'm Dr. Shoshana Ungerleiter, and I'll talk to you again next week.